It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Uh, welcome to the Rico Bronia. We got the news we feared. We got the news that we dreaded. No matter how well Brett Beatty looked in spring training, no matter how well Mark Vientos looked in spring training, no matter how crappy Darren Ruff looked in spring training, this may have been the inevitable outcome from the beginning. Vientos to AAA, Beatty to AAA. Now let's get a few things out of the way here on this very, uh, I would say, special edition of Rico Bronia. More like an instant reaction emergency edition of Rico Bronia. This does not mean Darren Ruff is 100% on the team, okay? So before I take my slings and my arrows and take my L, I said Ruff wouldn't be on the team. Look, opening day is on Thursday. These announcements occurred on Saturday. To me, there are two avenues. I'm holding up two fingers right now. Two avenues where Darren Ruff is not on the team. Actually, three avenues. I just thought of a third. And all of these avenues could happen in the next four or five days. Okay? But before we get to those avenues, let's discuss Billy Epler. Billy Epler has been the general manager here for one year. And he really hasn't done that much. Now, he signed Max Scherzer, but really Steve Cohen signed Max Scherzer. They signed Justin Verlander, but again, Steve Cohen really signed Justin Verlander. Uh, Kodai Senga, we'll see. I liked it, but we'll see. He did uh, obviously bring in David Robertson and Adam Adovino last year. So there are you know a bunch of moves we can look at. But his trade deadline sucked. I think we know that. Daniel Vogelback was okay. Darren Ruff was a disaster. And so Billy Epler is still at that point in Mechiem history where we're still getting to know him. There are moves. There are some good ones. There are some bad ones. But he hasn't done anything yet that's defining, if that's fair to say. We haven't seen a lot of drafts. We haven't seen a farm system built up. Again, only one trade deadline. The trade deadline didn't go all that well. So the Billy Epler resume after one year, a little over a year, it's still sort of blank. But the comments he made today or on Saturday about Brett Beatty needing more time at AAA because, well, Nolan Arenado played this amount of games at AAA because Rafael Devers played this amount of games at AAA is such crap. It was such a lazy, dull, like, I really can't think of any other good reason for Beatty not to be here. So let me bring this stuff up. Because for every example of Nolan Arenado and Rafael Devers, you can come up with tons more of guys who come up when they're clearly ready, play, and become really good. Pete Alonzo seems to be an example of that. I hate to put over Brody Van Wagenen, but when Pete Alonzo had a big spring training, he made the decision very easy. Now, it's a little bit different in this regard. Beatty was trying to unseat a guy at third base that really was difficult to unseat, okay? There's a difference in my eyes between Beatty and Vientos in terms of Beatty versus Escobar, Vientos versus Ruff. Obviously, we had discussed at nauseum the ways that Beatty could be on this team where it would affect Aaron Ruff and not as much Eduardo Escobar, where basically Beatty plays every day at third base. Escobar becomes the right-handed designated hitter. I'm not sure how much they thought of that. I think to them it was Eduardo Escobar as the third baseman. 
And I understand that a lot more than Darren Ruff being the DH. Because here's the truth about Eduardo Escobar. While he didn't have a good spring training, to me, he's a veteran enough where I'm not going to get nuts about his performance in spring training. He also played so well in the second half of last year, specifically September, that I put more stock in that than a bad March. And that's consistent about what I've said about Darren Ruff, that it wasn't just a bad spring training to me that was burying Darren Ruff. It was a continuation of those last two months, plus a bad spring training that was burying Darren Ruff. So if you look at Beatty in the prism of Beatty was trying to unseat Eduardo Escobar and not the ideas we had laid out about him kind of being the third baseman, DHing, Escobar the right-handed DH, it makes more sense that Beatty's going to AAA. And you don't even have to use the amount of games that he's played at AAA or the, the checkpoints of things he needs to accomplish. The truth is he wasn't on this team, not because of himself, but because they had a guy at third base in Escobar that they trust more. He's got another year on his deal. His year last year is weird to define because he was horrible for the first half of the year. But I think we all have to be fair that the way he played in September was big. I mean, it was it was huge. Obviously, it didn't end up meaning winning the division based on what happened in that weekend in Atlanta. But remember that game prior to going to Atlanta, that game against the Marlins, the game where Escobar was getting every big hit, and somehow the Mets won that game miraculously, and our thoughts on winning the division felt differently. So in terms of Beatty, I don't want to hear this crap about the amount of games other third basemen have played at AAA and the checkpoints that Beatty needs to hit. That stuff I don't buy. What I buy is, hey, Eduardo Escobar is our third baseman. All right? Do you agree, by the way, just to keep this specific, and we'll get to everything else, do you agree with that standpoint of Brett Beatty and his battle for third base, Pete? Yes, but I could have told you. I, I, I There's still always that option of Escobar could have turned into yeah. the right-hand DH. Yeah, you know, and look, we talked about, so that, I don't know if the Mets were ever going to do that because I think it meant Beatty was going to have to face lefties too because there really wouldn't have been an alternative. Like, if Escobar is the right-handed DH, that means Beatty's playing third base or Guillerme is playing third base and to straighten up their defense. We've talked about it. I wasn't opposed to it. I'm just not sure the Mets were ever really considering that. No, and that's fair, but, uh, and you're right. So, he, he Beatty, that's what we just said. Beatty had the hardest opportunity of all not hardest but Alvarez clearly had the biggest hill to climb but Beatty with that Escobar being there it was more basically Vientos was had the best yeah. opportunity so, so let's get to him throat. that's where I'm pissed all right this is where when I got the news Saturday evening as the Nets were destroying the Miami Heat which was very nice to see um I was more pissed about Vientos I gotta tell you because when I saw in the way I had read it was Beatty goes to AAA, and then I read Vientos goes to AAA. So I had gotten the Beatty news, I'd say about 15 seconds before I read Vientos. And while I was frustrated with Beatty, I understood it. And that would be the word I would use. I was frustrated by Beatty going down to AAA, but I understood it. When I saw Vientos, I was disgusted. Because as we had talked about for the last month, Mark Vientos is Darren Ruff, a younger version of Darren Ruff, can't really play the outfield, so I guess you lose that, but a potentially better version than Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff is not getting much younger. He's in his late 30s now. 
Vientos, and we saw it in AAA, we didn't see it as much at the major league level, has the capabilities of being a masher of left-handed pitching at the major league level. Position-wise, is he great defensively? I would look at it the same way I look at Darren Ruff. It's not that big of a deal because you weren't going to see him play that much defense. I don't think you're going to see Darren Ruff that much in the outfield or at first base. So Vientos was direct line competition to Darren Ruff. He was the guy where you could say, okay, that's the younger, better version of Ruff. That, that, that's how I viewed it. And for him not to make this team, and for the Mets to potentially going down the road of bringing Darren Ruff back after a crappy spring training and an awful final few months, if it happens, and there's still three avenues where it doesn't happen, which again, I'll get to, it would prove, Pete, something you said. I'll give you that. And that is, this is purely a justification move. That this is a justification to the trade that was made last July. We traded J.D. Davis. We traded three other minor leaguers. We can't give up on Darren Ruff this quick. And I'm sorry, you're a team trying to win a world championship. You've got an owner that's a billionaire who's spending a ton of money. You can't have roster spots based on trying to justify a trade. And if that's what they end up doing, I'm sorry. That's a huge mark on Billy Epler. Do I blame Steve Cohen? I don't know how involved Steve Cohen would be on these kinds of roster decisions. I know he's involved. I know he hears things, but this is the general manager. So instead of me trying to figure out what the owner's involved in, I'm going to leave it to the guy who's in charge of these decisions, which is the general manager. And it's just a laughable move by Billy Epler to have to pull this crap. I, I, it just, uh, it, it annoys me. 